He wants you sold out completely. If you realize how much God really loved you this morning, you'd be up and shouting. Because of his mercy and his grace, we're all here today. If it wasn't for his mercy and his grace, we'd all be in hell with our back broke. And that would be the best thing. Yeah, it'd get from there to worse, right? You think about it this morning, because God loved you, cared for you, that he's allowed you to be here today. Let let me just go with that. You know this morning, church, before you was ever formed, God loved you. Before you was ever thought of, God loved you. Before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb, you were loved by God. For the Bible said in John 3, 16, For God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. What we forget to understand there is, from the foundation of the world, God loved you. He designed this thing for you to live in it. He said he put you in the garden to dress it. Amen. Now think about that. If God's love and God's mercy was there before you was ever conceived, while you were in your mother's womb, God still loved you. When you were birthed into this world, God loved you. When you walked on this earth as a child, God loved you, watched over you, kept you out of hell. Are you listening to me this morning? God's love is inexhaustible. God's love and mercy this morning is as real as I am. The trouble of it is this morning, church, we don't love God that way. We won't just put God on Sunday and that's about it anymore. Beardy said this morning they just done a survey. 65% of Americans claim to know God. Yeah. Well, knowing God and being saved is two totally different things. Amen. God loves you whether you are saved or lost this morning. God loves you. Do you understand that? I mean, God loves you even though you're a sinner this morning. God loves you. God loves you even if you curse Him, mock Him, spit on Him, crucify Him. God still loves you this morning. Hey, you can talk about Him. Drag Him through the streets. You can hang Him up in front of the world and mock and spit on him. You can do all of that, but you'll never exhaust the love of God for you this morning. I don't care how bad you are, how far from God you are, the love of God is still there. David said, even though I made my bed in hell, he'd be there. Now think about it this morning, the love of God. You're here because he loved you. You're not here because you wanted to come. You're here because of the love of God tugged at your heart and said, you need to go to church. Amen. Amen. You need to hear the word of God. You need to hear singing. You need to be around where the... You know the trouble with a lot of people. They don't realize that the love of God is opening the door unto them to be saved. Now if he's left up me, I'd slam the door in your face. Drag me through the streets. Beat me like yesterday's old newspaper. Are you listening? Hang me up on a tree. Put a crown on my head and mock me. Yeah, I'll slam a door in your face. But he didn't. Why? 
because he loved you. He cried out, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do. Are you with me? Say amen. I believe this morning if you realize anything you ought to realize, the love of God is in this place today. That God's love and mercies, his hand, listen, his nail-scarred hands are reaching out right here this morning. You say, preacher, what's he reaching out for? First of all, he wants you to be saved. That's why he gave his son. So you could be saved. And you can know you're saved. Amen. Listen, that 65% of Americans said that they know God, that they claim to know God. But I wonder how many percentage of that 65 is truly born again and going to church on a regular basis. Are you with me? And giving tithes on a regular basis. Reading their Bible on a regular basis. I wonder how many of them got a regular prayer life and proven that they love God back. See, there's where the proof is, church. And my wife been married over 50 years and I still tell her I love her and I still try to prove it. Amen. Hello? I ain't fully convinced she's sure that I still love her. You say after 50 years you ain't got her convinced? How long you been married? 34 years and sound like a little doubt in there this morning. Well, that's better than slapping your face. You know why she loves you? I sure don't. Why did God love us? I can't answer that question. Why did God love Dennis Hensley? I can't answer that question. What is there about Dennis Hensley that would make God want to love me? The only answer I can give you this morning is that he made me. That's the only answer I can give you. God made me, therefore he loved me. Listen, he wouldn't love it if he didn't make it, right? There was nothing made that was not made of God. Nothing. Nothing in this world. But he said, what can separate us from the love of God? Larry, you know some things in this world have so easily separated us from the love of God. And the Bible said it this way, Rick. The love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself, just the love of it. Can I help somebody this morning? Having not enough money causes a lot of problems. Having too much money causes a lot of problems it seems like the richer they get the further away from God they get am I, am I telling it right it seems like if you take a poor person that's never had a whole lot in their life and they win the lottery boy they run to the church house don't they no they run to sin have you ever done a study on how many win the lottery that are broke now? That are broke now. Some of them went to prison. Million dollar winners went to prison. Why, if I had a million or 
Let me help you this morning. If God gave you $1 million, could you turn around and give God $100,000? That'd be what you owe him. Oh, I give him an offering of 100000 No, 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 no. That's what you owe him. You owe God that. You'd have to give over 100000 before you gave God anything. There's not many of us could give God a check. And by the way, a check's easier to give than cash. Because check ain't but one little piece of paper. But $100,000 would probably be that thick. Hello? And you, you're filing through that and you say, well, let's give him 2000 From the abundance of the heart. I want to tell you something. You know where love starts? It don't start in your head. It starts in your heart. Hello? Love starts in your heart. Let me ask you something. If your spouse was in an accident and their face was deformed, would you still love them? Can I help you this morning? The love of God... Exceeds even that. He looked down on us and saw the ugliness of sin upon us and loved us anyhow. He looked down upon us and saw that we were the ones that were going to crucify him and he loved us anyhow. He saw that we were going to mock him, spit on him, crucify him, beat him to a bloody pulp and he still loved us anyhow. And the first time you stump your toe, you quit loving God. Well, the preacher didn't mention me at church this morning. I ain't going back. All they want is my money. If you think that's all I want, come up here and get your money. It's on God's table because it's God's money. You get it. I ain't going to give it to you. I don't have that authority. But if you didn't give it with a willing heart, you didn't give it. And the same thing goes for our love this morning. If out of the abundance of our heart we didn't give unto God, first of all, ourselves. Second of all, our praise. Thirdly, we ought to worship Him. Why? Because He loved us and we ought to be trying to prove that we love Him. For God so loved the world that he gave. You need to go back uh, down in the book of Exodus and read where God loved you. Where's that at? Come to me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Exodus. uh, Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. It'll come. I'm old. My molecules are slow. Uh. Let's start at Exodus 20. Turn there with me. Stand for the reading of God's word. Exodus 20, verse number 1. And God spake all these words saying. Are you with me? Exodus 20, verse number 1. I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee. Are you with me? I am the Lord thy God which has brought thee. Are you with me? I don't think you are yet. 
I am the Lord thy God. Is he your God? Which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Hold on right there just a second. What have you put before God this morning? Ball games? <laughs> Ooh, I don't read this, but you go out and stand just a minute. You need to stand up anyway. When we announced this morning that revival was going to start on October 31st, did that ruffle your feathers? Because you said, that's Halloween. We're having trick or treat. You can either have the treat or you can get tricked. The world will trick you in to going out here and being a little demon for one little night. By the way, I've heard this till I'm sick of it, and it's a lie. Well, I want my children to have some candy. Bless God, if they ain't got no candy, tell me. I'll buy them two or three bags. Right every tooth in their head out. It ain't the candy. It's just that we want to take part with the world. Oh God, I ain't going to be popular out of this and is it? Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in, notice this, or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt, notice this, not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquities. Hold on just a second. We're fixing to read something that's so important. Not just for you, friend, your children, your grandchildren your great-grandchildren, and your great-great-grandchildren. If you've ever said this, and I have, what I'm doing ain't hurting nobody but me. That's a lie because this book just said it is hurting. Mm, are you with me? Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that what that's what I'm talking about right here you want God's mercy you better learn how to love God love me and what Chris that's the blessing yes Lord Amen. You may be seated. Where is the love of God in your heart this morning? Where is keeping the commandments in your life this morning? Let me say this to every soul in this building this morning before I go any further. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So there's not a soul in this building this morning that could not come to this altar and repent. Not a single solitary one of us has been perfect this week. Not one. No, not one, he said. 
Our righteousness is as filthy rags. We've all come short this week. We've all come short of proving that we love God. I'm as guilty as anybody in this building for not doing what I should do. Procrastination is a human trait. Oh, let's put it off till tomorrow. How do you put off the love of God? Are you with me? Say amen. How how do you say, God, uh, uh, hold on just for a minute. I I don't want to love you just right now. Give me just about 30 minutes and then I'll love you. How do you say to God, God, I can't handle your love right now. Let's put it off till tomorrow. Uh, God, this old flesh is wanting to do something. So let's lay down our code of righteousness for a little while and let me take matters into this fleshly hand because I think I can do more than you. Hello? And the love of God, listen, Jesus prayed in the garden and he said these words, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But he knew, he knew that he had to take that bitter cup of sin for every single one of us because we couldn't take it. No, we weren't able. We weren't willing And our blood wasn't pure enough. But he also said these words, Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. What was he saying? God, I love them enough that I'll die for them. They can't die and and reclaim their salvation themselves. I'll have to do the sacrifice for them. They're not in no shape. I want to say, God, I love them enough. Not my will, but thy will be done. How many times do we have to say that? Probably every day. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. Lord, let me prove I love you. Okay, let's see how we start proving I love you. First of all, have you ever been to an altar of repentance? Are you listening? Well, what's that got to do with love? That proves that you've heard God's voice say, come unto me. When you go to an altar, you've heard God's voice say, come unto me. When you go and repent, you've heard God's voice say, come unto me, for I know you're a sinner. When you go to an altar and pray, you've heard the voice of God say unto you, come unto me, I know you're a sinner, and I know you need forgiveness, and I love you enough that I will forgive you if you'll just come. Can I help you this morning? The reason we stay in our seats when the Holy Ghost is dealing with us is because we don't love Him enough. We don't love Him enough. You're not willing to lay down what has separated you from the love of God. Let me hit just a few things that will separate you from the love of God. Alcohol. Drugs. Let, let me help somebody really good. I know people that went to hell that never ever drunk a drop. I know people that went to hell that never ever drunk a drop, took a 
piece of dope in their entire life. I know people that went to hell that's never smoked a cigarette, never chewed tobacco, never run around on their wife, never run around on their husband. I know people that went to hell that has never, ever done anything immoral. They were always good parents, good grandparents. They were good husbands, good wives, and they still went to hell anyway. Why? Because they didn't love God enough to say, forgive me, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Now, I want to say this. You'll never stand before God and say, God, I did not know. Because we've all heard. When are we going to totally sell out? Do you realize this morning God loves you enough that you're still alive here today even though you don't love God? You're still alive today even though you don't care about the church. You don't care about preaching. You don't care about singing. You don't care about testimony. You don't care one thing about God. You want to go to heaven. But you're not willing to give up what you're doing to be able to go. If you really love God, there ain't nothing in your life that will stand between you and the love of God but yourself. That's the reason Jesus said, not my will but thy will be done. Where's your love this morning? Some of you come pray with you. Where's your love this morning? Where's your true born again bought by the blood of Jesus Christ? Love for God. Hate sin. Where's your love this morning? Are you realizing today that God is able and God is willing? But are you? Are you with me? For those that's still in your seat, turn to the book of Psalms. Let me think just a minute. Turn with me to Psalms 91. Are you there? Say amen. Let's just start reading in verse number 9. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, are you with me, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up, in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Now stay with me in verse number 14. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, And I will answer him. Have you answered him? Some of these have as they're in the altar praying this morning. I will be, notice him. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Are you with me? Say amen. How much do you love God this morning? Amen. 
I believe it's Psalm 116 where I want to go next. Stay with me. Don't let me lose you. If you want to come pray, don't let me hinder you. You come on. Psalm 116, verse number 1. I love the Lord. Are you with me? Because. Because why? Just stop right there this morning as they're praying. Why do you love the Lord? Do you love God because He can give you things? <laughs> In Jamaica they sing a song, He's my Medadio. I took it this way when they sung it. He's my sugar daddy. I'm going to help you or hurt you one this morning. How can a 18, 19, 20 year old beautiful young lady love a wrinkled old prune like me if money wasn't involved? I mean, it just ain't natural, right? But you see it on television, these little 19, 20, and all of them curves and waves. They call them Coca-Colas in Jamaica, the bottle. Coca-Cola, they say. How can that young lady have a husband and wife affection for a man that's three times her age? That's not natural. 15, 20 years, I can understand that, but three times, come on now. That's a sugar daddy. We were in Florida on the beach, first time I ever been. This guy introduced me to an older lady that was in a lounge chair there. And he said, we'll go to her house and said her driveway is about a half a mile long to get to her house. And she's got orange trees, and we'll go get us some of them oranges that I want to introduce you to her. And he said to her, she looked like she's up in her 80s, where's your husband? She said, oh, you know how he likes playing the water. He's down there somewhere. Water was about from here, that back wall from where she is sitting, and she couldn't even see the ocean. Oh, he was down there. He had about six or seven. He looked like he is probably 24, 25. She was in that chair for a reason. She couldn't walk. What he had down there in the water was about 19, 20-year-old, and there's five or six of them. He might have been a sugar baby, but he was playing sugar daddy. So I'm saying to you, do you love God simply because of the things he can give you? Like prosperity, like a good marriage. I mean, he will increase your herd. Read your Bible. He will increase your borders. Read your Bible. But is that the only reason you love God? Let me give you my reason for loving God. I found out I needed God in a loving manner because I didn't love myself. 
When you don't love yourself, you're in a mess. I didn't like what I was. I didn't like my actions. When I was a drunk, I didn't even like a drunk. I didn't like being around drunks. And there I was one. But I found out if I'm going to love the Lord, I can't love Him for what He's going to give me. I'm going to love Him because He forgives me. Of all the things I've done against Him. You know when you were drinking and cursing and carousing and running and doping and whoring around? God still loved you. See, God has never loved sin, but he loved the sinner always. And it took me a long time to realize. How many's ever thought this? If I could get a little better clothes, I'd go to church. If I could clean up my mouth from cussing a little bit, I'd go to church. If I could know a little bit more about the Bible, maybe I'd go to church. I've thought all those things. I never ever thought I was good enough to go to church. Even though I was raised in church all my life. I never thought I was deserving of anything that God had. But what I found out when I finally got my mind right was, it wasn't that, it was that God loved me regardless of how I dressed. He loved me regardless of how I loved Him. He loved me regardless, amen, of what I knew about Him. He still loved me. And I began to love him because he could love an old sinner like me. I'm telling you how I got saved in case you don't know. See, I'd already had a dream that I was going to hell, Hired. God woke me up in the middle of the night when my brains blowed out. I was going to hell. Because, why? Because I'd rejected God. God had said, son, you either love me or you're going to hell. And when I woke up, that dream was so real, I was holding my head to keep my brains in. You ever had a dream that real? <coughs> hey, God will come in your bedroom in the middle of the night and you're dead asleep and whisper in your ear, heaven or hell, it's your choice. You can say, oh, I don't want to go to hell. Well, the Lord said, if you don't want to go to hell, there's some things you've got to do. Some things you've got to do. Keep my commandments. There's more to it than that. See, that rich young ruler had kept all the commandments. And the Lord said unto him, Sell all you got. I'm asking you this morning right now, are you willing to sell out? Do you know what possessions are? Possessions are things that you hold dear no matter what it is. My wife bought a couple of old Clorox bottles yesterday. Everybody know what I'm talking about? The old brown gallon jug Cloroxes. That's trash. It may not mean nothing to nobody but me and her. 
But see, that's part of my past. My, I, I remember when those were in the home and being used. I, I mean, it means something to me. But 99% of everybody here today would look at it and say, well, throw that in the trash. Let me tell you a true story, and I wish I could remember the names. This older lady was getting up in years, and this is absolute true story. You can search it and find it. Her daughter and her son wouldn't have nothing to do with her. She was fairly wealthy. She wasn't filthy rich, but she was fairly wealthy. And they weren't willing to take any time to go see Mama or help Mama or do anything for Mama. So they hired this young lady to go be with her in the day, clean her house, take care of Mama, make sure she eat, make sure she took her medicine. And that young lady fell in love with that woman. And he, she called her Mama because she loved her that much. And that woman said, you're getting married in a little while. said, I'm going to give you something special. And she just left it at that. Well, the older lady died before the younger lady got married. And she was so devastated because mom wanted to be at that wedding. Well, the daughter and the son runs into the house and begins to throw everything in the trash in that house. It ain't worth nothing. This ain't worth nothing. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw it away. The things that that lady held dear meant nothing to those two children because their love wasn't right for mama. Their love wasn't right for the things of mama. Her topping off of her wedding cake was on the mantel and the son grabbed it and was fixing to throw it in the trash. And that young lady spoke up and said, Can I have that? Sure, it ain't nothing but trash. Nothing but trash. But that young lady held that so dear because she's fixing to get married. She's going to put that on top of her cake. Sixty years earlier, that woman had used it on her cake. Now this young lady wanted to put it on her cake. So she takes it home and puts it on the mantel. And she's so proud of it. She looks at it every day. And time's getting close and the weather got cold and she built a fire in the fireplace and wax began to run out of the bottom of that figurine. It was ceramic. She thought she had ruined it. She picked it up to put the wax back in it and cool it off and there laid a diamond ring. That woman had put her wedding ring in that topping and poured it full of wax. See what that boy was throwing away. Was a diamond ring. But he didn't even know it. Now that young lady done the right thing. Said she called him and said. There was a ring in that. I don't care it ain't nothing but trash. Still hasn't seen the value. So what that young lady held dear. Was a piece of trash to most folks. Because she loved that woman enough to know what that meant to her. I said all of that to say this. Do you really know what it is to love God? 
There's some hidden things that God will reveal to you once he knows you love him. There's not a soul in this building this morning that could not say, since I've got saved, there's been things revealed to me that I did not know since I got saved. Since your love began for God, God has expounded and opened up that little topping and a diamond has fell out. (coughs) See, she had to love the topping to get to the diamond. If you're not willing to take Jesus home with you, you'll never go to his home. We can't see it yet, but if you're saved, you'll see it sooner than you think. So where's your diamond at this morning? The Bible said where your love is is where your treasure will be. So where's the treasure in your heart? Where's your love for God today? Is your love as great as His love? Listen to me and I'm closing. In His bloody, beaten, raw hamburger meat state, strung up on the cross for a public exhibit, a sign hanging over His head, a crown of thorns on His head, the world mocking Him, And he looks up to the Father and says, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Do you understand what you're doing today by not truly loving God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind? I'm trying to remember where that scripture is. My memory ain't as good as it once was. said, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, body, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. John 3, 16 said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What are you willing to give him today? What are you holding on to? What are you holding on to that God ain't pleased with? What's kept you from loving God with all your heart? What's kept you from that? You. You are the only reason that your love for God. I believe it's Matthew. Turn with me. Where's my glasses? Let me check right there. Matthew 22, I think it is. I knew. There you go. 22 and 37. Are you there, church? Matthew 22 and 37. Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Of these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So loving God and God loving you, 
hangs you in the balance. This is for the men. All the married men, raise your hand. Put them down. Have you ever bought your flower, uh, wife a flower? Raise your hand, men. How many men, take your hand down, have never bought your wife a single flower? Or picked her a flower? Okay, so every man in here has bought his wife a flower or picked her one. Why did you do that? Just a little token of your appreciation and your love. But there was something there that's extra. That's not in the wedding vows. Thou shalt buy thy wife flowers once a year at least. It ain't in there, is it? You buy because you love them. <clears throat> or because you mess up so bad you're trying to get out of something. I figured that'd get more response than the loving. The first flower I bought my wife was a single flower and a white milk vase. If I remember right, it cost me $3 and it's only $3 I had. That's the reason I didn't get a dozen. I mean, times was hard in the 70s, folks. Come on. $3 is a lot of money. That's over an hour's wages. I made $2.10 an hour. And I took it home, gave it to her, and I, I did it because I loved her. And this is the word she said, and she's going to be mad at the bull. I'll have to buy her some more to get over it. She said, what have you done? It's the truth. That's what she said. What have you done? You know why she said that? Because it was out of the normal. I'd never done that before. It wasn't her birthday. It wasn't our anniversary. She wanted to know what I'd done that I was going to have to apologize for and therefore I was trying to soften the blow. Has your love been for God so that you know that you ought to give Him some flowers? Not because you're guilty of something, but because you recognize you need to give Him that kind of love. Now let me close with this one. How many of us in this building has never give a rose, a flower, a compliment, or done anything like that until they're dead. Don't raise your hand, I don't want to know. Because we're all probably guilty of that in one extent or another. And after they're dead, we try to make up by giving flowers. The only trouble with that is that they can't see them. If we're going to prove that we love them, we need to prove it now while they're alive. 
And I'm saying that to say this, if you truly love God, you better start proving it now. Because after you die, the Bible said, as the tree falls, so shall it lie. You can't run up to the throne of God and say, oh God, I love you so much. Can I tell you this? When God comes on the scene before you, you're going to be right on your face. The Shekinah glory of God will put you on your face. The power that God has, we studied it this morning in Sunday school. In case you didn't get it, I'll give it to you. When Jesus got on that island, the power of God was on the island. Things began to change. Hello? You want things to change in your life this morning? Prove it. Prove it right now. Let's stand. Somebody come and play real softly. One of my musicians come and play real softly. Christians, listen this morning. I want to say this right and I want you to get it right. Just because you're in this building this morning don't prove that you love God. It's when you leave this building and God is in your heart and you take him to the highways and hedges and begin to compel them to come, that begins to prove you love God. So the proofing is on your side. God's already proved he loved you because he gave his son. <laughs> and his son died for you. How much do you love God this morning? Do you love him enough that you'll come and bow in this altar and give him some flowers while you're here this morning? You love him enough that you'll come and say, God... I want to live the best I can live for you. God, I want to prove I love you. You've already proved, Lord, you love me. Now let me prove I love you. And it'll start by me coming to the altar this morning. It'll start by me praying and saying, God, I'm sorry. I want to give you some flowers. What a wonderful, precious God you are. What a blessing you are, Father. Give him some flowers this morning. Let him know how much you love him today. Sinner friend, if you're here this morning, you can be saved today for God's in the house. His love and his mercy is here. See, God loved you before you was ever born, before you was ever thought of. For your daddy or your grandpa or your great-grandpa, for there's ever thought of, God loved you. You're wonderfully made this morning in His image. God loves you. Do you love God enough to tell Him this morning, Lord, I love you. Lord, let me be a light to a lost and dying world. Let the love of God be in me that others can see it. And glorify you. God I love you. Lord I, I want to be faithful to you. To pr prove Lord I love you. 
God, help me this morning. Repent of my sins and my shortcomings. God, wherein I know, Lord, I have sinned and I have come short. God, that you would get praise and glory in this house today. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for not giving me what I deserve. But, Lord, you gave me mercy and grace instead. So, Lord, let me give to you now. Let me give you the praise of my lips. The praise of my hands and my body. Let my mind be focused on God. Lord, let it be so that Jesus be glorified. We'll thank you and praise you now, Father, for your love. Your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.